0: Daily with Jason Mertidis.
1: And welcome to your Friday, September 18th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. As always, presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Going to get to my exclusive one on one conversation with Flyers goaltender Carter Hart. Going to talk about his first playoff experience, uh, how this past season, his second year, uh, being an NHL goaltender and a professional NHL goaltender was for him and how to prepare for next season and what is going to be a very unique offseason and in a lot of ways similar to uh, the NHL pause and then also going to talk to him about uh, his idol growing up, Carey Price and what it was like to face Carey Price in his first Stanley Cup playoff best of seven series. So we'll talk about all that with Carter Hart momentarily, uh, but we do have a Stanley Cup final that is now set. It is the Tampa Bay Lightning who were able to get by the New York Islanders, and they will take on the Dallas Stars in the 2020 NHL Stanley Cup Finals. Interesting because testing has once again come out for the NHL and zero positive tests. I've said it before on this podcast, and I'll say it again. The job that the NHL, the NHLPA, the Commissioner Gary Bettman, I know Gary Bettman uh, catches a lot of guff, as the commissioner of the NHL, uh, him along with Bill Daly and Donald Fear for the Players Association and the return to play committee that was put together and everything the way the NHL has handled this return to play. To have zero positive tests in phase three before they even got to the bubble was tremendous and then no positive tests through phase four and all throughout these playoffs. In each of the bubbles, one in Toronto, and now where they are for the final four teams or were for the final four teams in Edmonton, uh, to have no positive tests. What a job the league has done. What a job they've also done presenting these games to the NHL audience. It has been tremendous to watch. Flyers are out of the playoffs, of course. I got knocked out by the New York Islanders uh, almost two weeks ago at this point. Uh, but uh, we're still breaking down this past season. We'll turn our attention to the NHL draft coming up. Flyers Daily on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule at this time. And uh, we'll bring you another brand new episode coming up on Monday. Scott Lawton will join us on Monday's episode of Flyers Daily. But right now, let's get to my conversation. You know I love talking to NHL goaltenders, and I love talking to Carter Hart. Such a cerebral young goaltender, and uh, everything is so well thought out. And the way he thinks the game is a big one of is a big element of his success in the game at the NHL level. So here's my conversation with Carter Hart coming off his first Stanley Cup playoffs. Joining us right now on Flyers Daily. The redux of the 2019-20 season continues. The uh, the season that almost lasted a year is Flyers goaltender Carter Hart. Carter, how you doing? I'm
0: doing well. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. Um, what was it like, uh, You know, you've decompressed from seasons before, uh, both at the junior level and now at the NHL level, but now you're decompressing from a season in which you guys got into the second round of the playoffs and also ended it by, you know, playing in a bubble and with no fans. What's that process been like to kind of decompress your mind, your body, you know, the emotion
0: aspects of it as well. I mean, I haven't really decompressed a ton. (laughs) Um, I think, Thinking thinking back about it, it's just it's so weird. Just everything that's going on, obviously, in the world right now. It's we're in a tough place, but I think the NHL did a really good job of uh, setting things in place there in Toronto and in Edmonton, and I think we had a really good setup uh, in Toronto there for us to to do what we do best. And um, obviously, it's different without fans, and uh, it's different just playing living in a hotel and just playing in one spot. But you know what? Uh, everybody that was there did a great job of setting it up. And um, I mean, all the guys, it it wasn't that bad. Things could be a lot worse. So, um, and we were playing for for a bigger cause here for one common goal.
1: Did did you enjoy the experience overall when you look back at it? I I know it didn't end obviously the way you want. Only one team goes home truly happy because they win the cup, but you, you got some great experience along the way and you got a lot of, a lot of, you know, really quality time with your teammates and the core that moving forward could be very dangerous.
0: Yeah, honestly, like, I think it was, it was a lot of fun. And I mean, it's different when you're not around people and around your family and friends, but I mean, you're with your teammates and with your brothers. And um, I think we did a good job of making sure that guys just weren't sitting in their rooms all days on, on days off. And we had different things going, on, whether it was pool workouts or playing tennis or, uh, pickleball tournaments or uh, bocce ball tournaments. So I think for us, we did a really good job of making sure that everybody is staying involved and, and active. And um, I had fun.
1: Um, when you look at the game, um, you and I always talk about it and the control of the controllable. And, and as a goalie, you know, you're reacting to so many things around you on the ice. Was there any differences that jumped out at you in the playoff, uh, you know, NHL playoff hockey that you weren't expecting or just differences from that to the regular, you know, the regular season to the playoffs that kind of stuck out to you?
0: I think for me, it was uh, kind of my first experience with, I mean, NHL playoff hockey, but um, being up 3-1 in our first series and um, playing against uh, Montreal and just, I think, that being the first time playing against a team so desperate. Um, So I think desperation hockey was a little bit different for me. And, and then going into uh, the second round there and being down 3-1 and, and having to play that desperate hockey and battle back and uh, work our way back to a game seven there. Um, it definitely is, was different, but um, I think we learned a lot from it.
1: Did, did you feel like your game was where it needed to be when you got to the bubble? Or did you kind of keep molding it as you were there? Because. You, know, you didn't get the same amount of reps, and it wasn't normal. You know, with your preparation, you know, you didn't get to get on the ice uh, during the pause a lot because you just didn't have ice available. Uh, how did you feel like heading into heading into that? All right, my mom just got home. What's up, mom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, how did you feel heading into the, the you know the bubble? And did you feel like you got your game where you wanted it to be pretty quickly?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I came down a little early this year, for uh, the return to play, went down. About three or four, three weeks early prior to camp, and I didn't have a lot of ice uh, up here before I left. So I wanted to get down there with Dilly and get some good working on the ice and prepare. And, and we had a good two week of uh, two weeks of training camp and came into the bubble. And I mean, I felt prepared, and and that's what I wanted to do was make sure that I did everything I could to feel prepared and I think a lot of us, a lot of a lot of guys came down early and um, to make sure that we were prepared going into the bubble.
1: What was the you know preparation for next season is going to be really tricky. It's kind of like the pause in a lot of ways, because um, with the pause, you didn't know what you were ramping toward or what date for a lot of that time, but uh, you're going to kind of be in the same situation now. You're not sure exactly when you're coming back, whether that's going to be December 1st. I know Bill Daly's kind of put cold water on that. Maybe it's January 1st, maybe it's mid-January. How do you prepare, you know, physically to getting ready, getting, when you determine – when to get back on the ice, start to ramp up your, you know, your intensity of your workouts in preparation for a date, which maybe you don't know what it is right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely going to take a little bit of time off the ice to let my body recover and give it a little bit of rest, but took a week off from the gym. And now I just started back yesterday because I feel like so lazy, just sitting around the house and not doing anything. And it's um, a week, man. (laughs) I know. I still, um, I mean, when you're off for, for, for a week and, um, for the last couple of months, you've been going every day. Uh, it feels odd and doesn't feel uh, like what you're used to and you start to miss it. So, um, but I think with all the uncertainty, you just have to um, try and stay involved as, as much as you can. And I know our, our PA reps with uh, JVR, he does a really good job of informing us of what's going on. And we try to get in on the phone calls with the PA and the NHL and um, just to hear what, what the latest is and, uh, so that when we do hear a date, that uh, we'll be ready to go when that comes.
1: Uh, it, it's a, the, the NHL wants to play an 82 game schedule. If it comes back and it's going to be a little more compact than usual, maybe some more back to backs, three games in four days, maybe four and six days. Um, how does back to back games affect you? Every goalie is different. Um, there's definitely an impact uh, mentally and physically, pending the workload on the day before, and you can't just measure that by shots. It's not quantity a lot of times. Uh, but how, how do you feel like back-to-back games does affect you? And what would kind of be your ideal amount of games to play in a full 82-game season?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what, what, what their plan is here if, if we do come or when we do come back. Um, so uh, back-to-backs, I mean, when we're at home, it's definitely a lot easier. But when you're traveling, it sometimes can be difficult. But I think at the end of the day, you just have to make sure that you're in good shape and that you're ready for anything and I think recovery is huge in back-to-backs and uh, we got to make sure that we have a lot of back-to-backs this this upcoming season and everybody's got to got to buy into making sure that we're getting the proper nutrition rest and recovery and making sure that our bodies are in um, peak performance to to play a condensed schedule. Uh,
1: You've been in the league now a couple of years you got your first taste of playoff hockey any elements in particular that you want to sharpen or work on this off season of your game you've added some you know different elements to your game since coming to the NHL the double seal um, the spread which you use quite a bit now is something that I see you working on in practice a lot in the technical elements of it and your technical elements have always been very it has been it has been the structure of your game and, and it's very evident but anything new that you want to try and institute into your game or working on and sharpen
0: I definitely think my puck handling um, has gotten better this year and in the playoffs there and that's something that I continue. I want to continue working on and to get better at because I think it's it's huge being able to help out your defensemen when they go back for pucks. And um, I know the the conversations we had with our D this year um, was that was kind of a focus for me was to try and get out and stop more pucks behind the net and help them out as much as I could. And I think in the bubble, uh, it's something that I worked on previous this year and bef- uh, during the pause and and before we uh, returned to play and. Um I felt, I felt like I was a lot better behind the net moving pucks, and um, we we're all on the same page. So I think that's one thing that I definitely want to continue to work on and improve is, is my puck handling.
1: I, I totally agree. I tweeted that out several times because you were much more um, decisive with the puck when you got it. Is that just a communication thing with your D? Because you just want to make that six- to eight-foot pass just to relieve that pressure from them on rims and, and stuff like that. And to me, you looked way more decisive and, and more willing to go out and get those pucks out of the glass.
0: Yeah, I think it's just being able to go out there and make your decision quick and, and being able to read the ice and make sure that you're taking that ice awareness uh, in, in effect and making the right play and, and uh, just going out and having a plan in place and making that play. And RD did a good job of communicating with me behind the net and it also helps when there's no fans, so you can hear them pretty clearly. But, um, no, I think that uh, was a huge uh, improvement in my puck handling was just going out, being confident, and just moving the puck with authority and, and uh, making uh, the quick and right decision.
1: Sometimes that helps you stay in a game when you're not seeing a lot of rubber as well. Um,
0: exactly. Yeah,
1: playoff series against Montreal and against Kerry. We've talked about the fact that, you know, Kerry was your idol growing up and the guy that you've modeled a lot of your game after. Um, what's it like to beat him in a playoff series? I mean, you saw the way he performed before you guys got him and against you guys. He's still an elite goaltender, one of the best in the world. What was it like to, to look down at the other end? I know you, it's not Carter versus Kerry, but there is a little bit of Carter versus Carey, if you're being honest, isn't there?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it was probably one of the coolest things for me was playing in a playoff series against Carey Price and and then beating him. So um, that handshake, the handshake line there at the end of the game, game six, um, that was one of the coolest moments for me. And uh, being able to chat with him, and he's such a down to earth guy, and obviously a great goalie and a great person. So. Uh, and then we had a, a quick chat after the game. He made sure to bring over. He brought over a signed stick for me and just wrote a little message. And um, that's definitely one of the coolest hockey moments for me that I've had to date.
1: Did you get the stick hung up yet? Or is that going to be when you get back to Philly, hang that in your place? No,
0: it'll be here. It'll be down here.
1: Ah. House. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually have assigned uh, a game you stick by him in my basement as well it's one of my prize items and he wasn't my no. idol I'm a little older but <laughs> mine was Pelly Lindbergh and then Ron Hextall mm-hmm. show my age <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you write any messages to yourself on your equipment I don't know is there anything that you tell yourself in those moments I, I know you use a lot of mental focus and John Stevenson and we know the water bottle and following the droplets. Is there anything that you say in particular when you have those moments in a game to refocus?
0: I do, yeah. I have a couple triggers, and I know one for me that I think is really huge for me is just I have no future. I have no past. My goal is to make the present last. I am here. I am right now. And that's just kind of to bring my focus and back into the present and uh, concentrate. Yeah, that'd be a lot to write on the inside of your blocker. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's something that I've said for so many years that I don't need to write it down anywhere.
1: You can just think it. Yeah. Mm. Um, talking to Alex Lyon during uh, when you guys were up in the bubble and, uh, you know, he and I, were it, he's a guitar player. You're now a guitar player. You and I talked before we taped um, about guitar. Does that give you something, some mental freeness um, after games and those kind of things? Because. I've always found in my life, it's a great way for me to decompress mentally and fall into something that's totally different while still concentrating and playing something. Um, what has it given you playing guitar?
0: I mean, I just love music. So being able to play and, you know, in the bubble there uh, on the days off, that was that was what I was doing most of the time. And it's just nice to do something uh, different than hockey sometimes and get away from the game. And for me, that's a big area that uh, helps me get away from the game. And, um, I love all kinds of music especially I love I'm really into uh, punk rock and classic rock and um, so it's just I really enjoy it have fun and it's something to help me get away from the game and um, yeah it's pretty cool
1: too because there's a sense of accomplishment and so it's a gratitude that comes with it when you figure out a song or it starts to sound better and those things for so there's, sure. there's great you know gratuitous elements to it
0: Very for cool. sure there is
1: yeah. Um, last thing for you, Carter. Uh anything special planned for this you un- I was gonna say summer, but gee, summer's over. Uh anything oh, yeah. Th- we ain't
0: got too many, too many nice days left here. The snow is probably gonna fall down here in a couple weeks, so <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I gotta try and sneak in as much golf as I can before it gets too cold. Um
1: a- a- any plans to do anything like fun and kind of get away or anything like that? I know the world's so twisted right now, still in a lot of ways, but you can't just jump on a cruise ship and go to Bora Bora. But anything planned uh, for the summer to kind of decompress a little bit or
0: fall? Um, just golf, honestly. Like I think this weekend, we last weekend, we had a tournament there with my dad and my buddy Nolan and his dad. And then we have a, a big big game, this big match to, this weekend here on Sunday with me and my dad, Nolan and his dad, and my other buddy and his dad, and and two other guys that we play with. So it, it'll be a lot of fun. And I think for me, that's I love golf. I'm not the best player, but – Um, that's something me and my dad have done together since a young age, since I was probably nine years old. So, um, we love it. And, uh, like I said, we got to try and make the most of the remaining few sunny days we have left here.
1: Um, last thing, actually any new equipment on the horizon or are you not even in testing phase on that yet?
0: Uh, I'm not really in the testing phase yet. Well, uh, once I get back on the ice here, then we'll look at some things, but, um, I can't really say what's going to happen in the future. I mean, I did love the stuff that I was wearing in the playoffs, so that's all I'll say. Okay. Yeah, you and a lot of other guys seem to like it.
1: Um, Carter, <laughs> thanks for everything this season. It was a great season. I'm so glad that you guys came back and, you know, gave these fans a look at some playoff hockey. And, you know, they were dying for it and, and really excited at this progress you guys made. We appreciate everything this season, and uh, we can't wait for the next one to start. Thanks for doing this. Awesome. Thanks, man. Always great to catch up. With number seventy-nine Flyers goaltender Carter Hart here on Flyers Daily. Like I mentioned before, Scott Lawton will be our guest on Monday's episode, and we'll still have some more players as uh, the exit interviews continue over the next couple of days or week or so. Uh, have to wrap up the 2019-20 season, which kicked off just a little less than uh, a year ago, a calendar year ago, October fourth, 2019, is when it all began. And we're still breaking down the remnants of the 2019-20 season before we turn our attention to the 2020-21 campaign, which uh, I know a lot of you and along with me cannot wait to begin. All right, that's going to put a wrap on this episode of Flyers Daily presented by Penn Medicine, the official health system of the Philadelphia Flyers and Wells Fargo Center. Supporting our Flyers, Penn Orthopedics creates the ideal care plan with treatment options fueled by our own world-renowned research, doing what once seemed impossible so you can too. Another reason why your life is worth Penn Medicine. Learn more at pennmedicine.org/ortho. Everybody, we'll talk to you on Monday's episode. Have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend and we'll talk to you on Monday's episode of Flyers Daily. seal his fate.